Welcome to Full Potential, Thriving with Neurodiversities. I'm your host, Sarah Intonato. This podcast teaches parents of children with neurodiversities, such as autism, ADHD, learning disabilities, and beyond, to support their kids in reaching their full potential so that they can thrive instead of letting stereotypes define them. My mission is to end suffering amongst these parents by giving them the tools to heal themselves, which in turn empowers them to be bold, confident advocates for their children. By addressing a variety of topics, such as well-being, advocacy, and spirituality, these parents stop being the victims of a broken system and instead succeed in providing their unique children with exactly what they need to thrive and share their gifts with the world. One by one, these families now change the world through their uniqueness instead of being victimized by it. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode, which is an important one and one that is diving into a really necessary topic to discuss and also a topic that you will not see on cute social media posts or written about in feel-good parenting magazines, and yet it's very important. I discovered this for myself recently when I attended a support group to help other parents of kids with autism at varying stages of parenting. Some kids were newly diagnosed, other kids were teenagers. And this topic came up more than once and almost every parent in there had experienced it. And I find it fascinating how it's not a topic that you'll read about in the newspaper, but if you put a group of autism parents together and give them some tea and cake, the floodgates open and the commonalities that people have are absolutely astounding. And the topic that felt really urgent to discuss with all of you listeners is this. When you are seeking help, especially if you're in the stages of new diagnosis or if you're seeking help for solutions for autism or ADHD or any other neurodiversity or disability, and you go to the doctor or a specialist expecting them to help you, only to find out that you get there and they're clueless to what you're talking about. This happened when one mom said she was clearly watching her child experience food intolerances and gut issues, and she made an appointment for him with a gastroenterologist. And the only solution she was given at that appointment was to give her kid Miralax. And that was it. There was no discussion of allergy testing or elimination diets or food dyes, nothing. Just give the kid Miralax and put the Band-Aid on the problem, but don't really solve the problem. Another mom said she made an appointment with her pediatrician after her child was diagnosed with autism, expecting to go there and be given tons of advice around how to make his journey easier, how to inhibit behaviors and anxiety and OCD tendencies, how to improve sleeping and attention span. And she got nothing. And I watched every parent in that room nod their head and say, yep, that's happened to me too, which all of us agreed is not okay. And yet we're all seeing it. The mom who brought up that feeling of going to the doctor, expecting to be helped and receiving zero support 
by a doctor who then basically said, I don't know how to help you or I, I don't know what to do or there's nothing I can do for you, made her feel completely hopeless in the moment because she thought, this is the person who's supposed to know what to do. They're supposed to be able to help me. And here I was schooling the doctor on autism and all the different things that I've heard could be solutions, but don't actually know because I haven't tried them yet. This is new for me. And I was expecting him to be able to provide some guidance. And he couldn't. And then with tears in her eyes, she said, who am I supposed to go to for help? And that phrase took me back to my own self as a 30-year-old mom with two little ones, new to the autism diagnosis, searching for someone to help me and feeling like at the end of the day, I was the one that really had to help myself. So if this is you, I want you to know you're in the right place. If this is bringing up past memories for you, I want you to know you're not alone. It did for me too. And I was really thankful as I was part of this conversation that I have done my own healing work and been resourceful and figured things out because I was really seeing the pain of parents who've not yet figured things out because it's so new. So here, we're going to discuss this. Who do you go to for help when the experts who you've trusted maybe for years can't help you? When the autism diagnosis or the ADHD diagnosis puts a fork in the road, an abrupt left turn, if you will, when everyone else has gone right, and you're walking this path feeling very isolated and very alone. And it's important to notice that, yes, most of the people I work with are resourceful. That's why they're my clients. They are committed to finding solutions, even when it seems like they're at the end of the road. They are committed to looking for other parents who have figured things out, like me, who can help them, even if the people with medical degrees cannot. But it doesn't take away the sadness they feel by feeling hopeless. It doesn't take away the wondering, the mental drain of trying to figure out, well, who's going to help me now? It doesn't take away the energetic expenditure of having to figure these things out for yourself. So if this sounds like you, if you had to go off the beaten path to get solutions, if you're still doing that, I want you to know you're in the right place. You are welcome here. The whole purpose of this podcast is to provide you with solutions. Maybe not every solution we talk about or every expert I interview on the podcast is the right solution for you, but you will find tools that are not discussed by school teachers or by pediatricians, and you can try them and see what works for you. The whole point of this podcast is to make you realize you're not alone. There are people like you, and there are resources here for you. So... Take a deep breath and recognize that if you've been the parent who's gone to doctors, therapists, expecting support and receiving none, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with your child. If for any reason, any expert has made you doubt your child or doubt what you know to be true about him or her, I want you to take this as your permission slip 
to throw that doubt out the window. Nobody knows your child better than you and you're surrounded by other parents like me who trust you and believe in you. And unfortunately, when you are looking for help and finding none, there's often a lot of gaslighting that happens. In addition to feeling the confusion and the sadness and the mental energy expenditure of wondering what to do next and having to figure that out for yourself, gaslighting happens here as well. I work with a family that has a beautiful child who's nonverbal and very smart and very astute and very loving and very much thrives on having relationships with people in his life. And I almost threw up when his mom told me that when he was diagnosed at three, she went to the best diagnostic center in her city, the one that's always written up, the one that has a wait list to get into, that's supposed to have the best doctors, and met with a neuropsychoval conductor, the psychiatrist, who said, oh, just so you know, when your son hugs you, he doesn't really love you. He's seeking sensory input. He's not capable of feeling love. Again, I almost threw up and was stunned that parents are experiencing moments like this. And I guarantee she's not the only one. And I'm so thankful that she's the type of mom who would roll her eyes at a comment like that, snicker to herself and say, well, nobody knows my kid better than me. Thanks, lady. Goodbye. But what about all the parents who aren't that confident? What about the parents who are going to these experts for answers and will take those answers at face value because they're traversing the unknown and they don't feel like leaders for their family yet in this process? So if you're a parent of a neurodiverse kid, and I'm guessing you are, and that's why you're here, I want you to be with this for a minute. First, I want to acknowledge that these moments can feel challenging, they can feel traumatizing, and you are worthy and deserving of doing your own healing work. I know it can be challenging when you feel like everything is about your kid all the time, but if you need to book in with a therapist, get some EMDR therapy, a hypnosis session, attend a support group, I know of some great ones, you are worth the time and energy to do your own healing because guess what? If you have low-grade anxiety or overwhelm happening beneath the surface, your child will feel that from you and it will make anything you're trying to achieve much more difficult. It will make your daily interactions much more difficult. Neurodiverse children are very perceptive. They're very sensitive with energy. So you're worth doing that healing work for yourself, hitting the pause button, letting your partner be in charge or grandma so that you can step away and do that. Because these moments can feel hard. They can feel disheartening. You don't have to let them influence what your future looks like though. And the other point I really want you to sit with is that you are not actually alone on this journey. You don't have to find solutions by yourself. You don't have to wonder or waste months of your life trying to figure out what to do next. This is why my work exists. I think back in time 11 years ago to the type of support I would have looked for when I was that young 30-year-old mom. 
I would have looked for another mom who worked the system in her favor, a mom who was on top of it with diet and nutrition and managing all the things in her house so that she could control whatever possible for her child to feel more comfortable and confident in his own body. And as a result, in his daily life and how he behaved, I would look for a mom who turned her nose up at whatever stale solutions she was offered by professionals, including the schools in her life, if they didn't feel right for her child and found something else. And so I became that person. And that's why I'm here giving that podcast to you. I want you to know you're not alone. You don't have to go troll the internet finding solutions. You can just come here. I vetted them all for you. I've used a lot of them in my life. You're not alone. It's not hopeless. If a professional doesn't know how to help you, simply say thank you and goodbye and move on and reach out. If you can't find a referral for something, I want you to be in my inbox, sending me a message, asking me your question. If shouldering the burden of managing all these different aspects of raising a child that has needs feels like a lot for you, you're not hallucinating. It's because it is a lot. And if your partner is not shouldering an equal amount of the emotional burden, maybe because they're out providing for the family, it could be a very good reason. Still, you don't have to go it alone. This is why my work exists. This is why I'm here. These conversations, the ones that take place when you put parents of kids with needs in a room together and give them some tea and cake and the floodgates unload, are what I love to be part of because these are the conversations that change the world. Maybe starting in a basement of a church during a support group, but they slowly have a ripple effect that changes the world around them. I'm here for that. And I would love for you to tell me Reach out to me on Instagram, sarah.intonato. Send me an email, sarah at sarahintonato.com. And tell me a time when you were gaslit. Put it into that email so you can release it and send it and then be done with it. And remove that burden from your shoulders. I want you to comment when this episode comes out on its social media post and tell me how you're dropping that backpack full of rocks, that heavy emotional burden you've been carrying because now you realize you're not alone and you're finding solutions here. Your path as a parent to a child with needs might look different than what you thought. It can also be quite beautiful and it doesn't have to be lonely. That's a choice. So ask yourself what you hope to gain by continuing to go it alone instead of reaching out, making a connection with me, with anyone who you feel called and asking for support. Imagine where you'll be 12 months from now if you take that one simple action today. Imagine how you could change. Imagine how a happier parent translates into a happier child, a happier house, more joy, more peace, more connection. It's here for you. I'm here for you. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care.
If today's show resonated with you, please leave a review through your favorite podcast provider as it's an important step in allowing new listeners to find us when they need to hear this message in their own lives. 